1: X Files Podcast, Podcast The Truth
2: Isn't Here, Not Over There, Not
3: Another X Files Podcast This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Spread.
4: Investigation. This is where it all started. You're wrong. This is the end of the road. I'm so sorry. I failed you.
2: Hey guys, Ryan Sprague here. Today, I'm sharing an exclusive crossover episode that I recently released to my Patreon subscribers. Patreon subscribers receive advanced releases of main episodes, bonus material, outtakes, videos, and exclusive merchandise from time to time. You'll always know in advance who my upcoming guests and topics will be, and you have the opportunity to pick my guests and topics as well. Hell, you can even be my guest or co-host for an episode. These are the benefits of becoming a Patreon subscriber today. You'll be helping the show grow both in quality and quantity, and we are inching ever so close to our monthly goal. So, this week, you get a sneak peek of just exactly what to expect by becoming a patron today. To learn more and to become a patron, visit patreon.com backslash for this sneak peek bonus episode, I sit down with Vanessa and Carolyn of the Not Another X-Files podcast, podcast, to discuss the recent X-Files season 11 episode, Ghoulie, in which Mulder and Scully's son re-emerges with dire and extraordinary consequences. What did we all think of this tearjerker of an episode? And how the hell can't Gillian Anderson be nominated for an Emmy next year for this? We also dive deep into Edgar Casey, hypnagogic states, and the truth behind our feelings for shipping between everyone's favorite FBI agents. So, without further ado, here's the Somewhere in the Skies and Not Another X-Files Podcast podcast crossover episode. Enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome, everyone. This is not another X-Files podcast podcast.
2: And this is Ryan Sprague from the Somewhere in the Skies podcast.
0: Our podcast follows the X-Files every week. Yes, every week we watch an episode of the X-Files and then we talk about it. And I'm Vanessa. I'm Carolyn. Yes, just so that you know who is who. <laughs> and uh we're really excited to be doing this crossover with Ryan. So excited. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, I've been a fan of your guys' show for a while now, and as a both X Files and a UFO aficionado, like it was so cool to to find people who who love the X-Files as much as I did. And I know there's so many of us out there, but to connect and actually like talk about an episode is like a dream come true for someone like me. So oh, I, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about your podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so my show's all about talking UFOs. You know, what do people actually believe when it comes to this topic? Have they had a sighting, an encounter, an abduction experience? It really runs the gamut from week to week. And you know, I have people on in all walks of life, you know, I've got like scientists, academics, you know, musicians, artists, anyone you can think of and what they might think about these topics, these paradigm shifting things uh, that could ultimately tell us a lot about ourselves. So it's a pretty interesting sociological experiment every week. And uh, I love doing it. And the X-Files coming back has been a big, you know, invigorating part of all of that. So yeah, I cannot be more excited to be talking to you guys
1: so now ryan you actually wrote a book too you're an actual real life writer <laughs>
0: real life
2: published i r l yeah <laughs> 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 yeah yeah I um the book was about two years in the making, and I went across the country and uh, spoke to people in England, in South Africa, in Australia, all over the place uh, about their encounters and how it changed their lives. You know, I I talked about what happened to these people, but it was more about what happened afterwards. Like, what did their family think about what they experienced? Uh, their neighbors, you know, the pillars of the community having a UFO sighting, like, what does that mean for the community? so it was really yeah. interesting to to see what people what they believed happened to them and how it affected them afterwards so yeah there's two years of my life and it turned out beautifully the reception was great and that kind of led to my podcast you know I had so oh, much that's
0: awesome Yeah,
2: too much material to put in the book so I'm like how can I keep doing this and that's where the idea for the podcast came from
0: and your book is called.
2: Uh, the book is called "Somewhere in the Skies: A Human awesome. Approach to an Alien Phenomenon." There's always a subtitle. Of
0: course, of course, that's All, awesome. The I love colon and what comes after. Yes. And, and we were super excited to do this podcast with you, also, because you're like you're just so excited about the topics, mm-hmm. and so like it's just really fun to have somebody to. I mean, not that our, our other guests or not guests, but our other people that we podcast with are not you know super excited as well. But it's just nice to have people who are passionate about something to be mm-hmm. on do this crossover with so
2: absolutely i mean i mean in terms of the crossover i have to ask you guys you know turn the tables here what what really got you into the x-files were you both like hardcore fans from the start
0: oh well <laughs> well
1: <funny laughs> let us tell ask. you <laughs> well i came to the x-files a little bit later i was pretty young when it first started but yeah. um i started watching right after the first movie came out
0: yeah i was still pretty young mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's about the same for me. Like, I, I might have seen a little bit before, uh, Fight the Future came out, but I think I was about 13. When I started watching it, but I got really into it in high school. Mm-hmm. So, totally, me too, me yeah. too. Netflix At- with the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. Did you, Netflix still does DVDs and online streaming. I think it does DVDs in, only the, states. in the states. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It's kind of crazy. I yeah. know. Yeah. We,
0: we don't get the DVDs up here.
2: You know, um, the DVDs are so much better. You get so much more selection.
1: True. That I is still true. Uh, my I have a col- my collection is very precious to me and <laughs> special features. My X Files DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've just always been like in love with mysteries and ghost stories Mm -hmm. and legends um, urban or otherwise like I so finding a show that had all that plus like an amazing group of characters that you actually cared about their struggle their journey totally
0: that just blew my like young mind open I was (laughs) like oh my gosh not to mention, you know, uh, Scully is amazing, and we love shipping. Oh, that's true.
2: <laughs> I mean, All right. That was going to be my next we, question. Are you guys shippers or not?
0: Oh, yeah. We unabashedly <laughs> ship yeah, we, Mulder and Scully. We ship you know and what? ship and
2: ship. I didn't for the longest time until this season, and my what? God. Oh, revelation. Whoa. My God, is it being thrown in our face this season, in a good way.
1: I feel like Chris Card is
0: finally, like finally not like shying away from it yeah Or he's just giving us, like, almost a last hurrah for the fans. Like, okay, I'll give you what you want. God, just stop, like, bothering me about it.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I will say, you know, before we even get into the episode we're going to be talking about, like, this season seems like a love letter to the fans. Like, he just hopped right in. It's like, I don't give a crap if you didn't pay attention to the first ten seasons. Like, we're (laughs) we're here, this is what we're doing, and I'm giving you what you want. So, it's interesting.
0: And actually, speaking of that, I literally right before we got recording, um, I read I read this little interview that Chris Carter did with an online magazine called Digital Spy. And I just like was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast because he talks about kind of like what the future of the X-Files is going to be. And so, um, you know, he talks about how like he's having so much fun doing it again and like. You know, working with these old characters, I mean, season 10 wasn't that long ago, but still working with these old characters that he's created and that he's kind of watched grow up in a way. Um, and then he talks about how wasn't actually aware that Jillian was saying that she was going to be done, like, when she actually went public and said it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, well, I've been kind of wondering how long they were really going to be, like, sticking with it. It's been 25 years. They've done you know six to seven thousand hours of filming which is like crazy to think about and he kind of said like i i still see a future to the x-files so it's like he just doesn't wanna give it yeah up.
2: <laughs> could he be more vague
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah he basically was like you know let's see i always thought of david the way i thought about okay so this is they asked him about you know um okay i'll just read the whole thing This is the interviewer. You've said the show has always been Mulder and Scully, and David has said a few things about the seasons without him. How do you feel about the Doggett and Rhea's years looking back? And then he says, I always thought of David the way I thought about the child William as an absent center. Even when he wasn't there, he was the center of everyone's concern, and the story has revolved around him. I think that's an interesting problem for storytellers, and I think that if The X-Files is to go forward— then Scully would be a similar absent center.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be focusing a lot on her in this new season. So I, I do wonder, like, will we get life after this? And will it really involve the, the memory of Scully or, you know, maybe William? I, I do wonder. Maybe.
0: And will we keep watching?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, yes. we stopped watching
1: when Mulder and Scully left the first time because like, a lot I, of people as, did. Mu- as much as we love Doggett and Reyes, like they shouldn't have that chemistry. They didn't have that spark. No, that David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson had. Yeah. yeah. In it's you can't really even describe it. It's sort of this something that's
0: there, but it's really poignant. And, you know, we love watching it. Mm-hmm. They just have this chemistry that you can't replicate and you can't create out of nothing. Yeah. And that's why we ship.
2: <laughs> and that's why we ship. That is right. I love it. You know, most people don't have an answer. They're just like, I just want to see him kiss. But, <laughs> but no, well, I, I,
0: I appreciate. We, it. we go there too.
2: Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah.
1: But like, no, yeah, just their the 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 care for each other. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I love how the season. It's more of like, well. We've gone through this whole journey together, and I love in the last episode where she was talking about like, what does this mean? What is like, what's our future like for the characters? Do
0: exactly for the show. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just you know Mulder and Scully's like yeah. relationship, whether it's with a little r or, or a capital R. <laughs> right. It's also like, what is the future of the show, and and where is what is its place in 2018? You know.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. I mean, they took so they had so much time off, you know, in between coming back with the season ten that like the world changed so much and. To really put that into the show, they had to. They were sort of forcing a corner to do that. So, you know, season 10 aside, I think so far these first, what is it now, five episodes we've seen? Yeah, this is yeah. number five. Yeah, Like, they're doing a great job, especially with the forehead sweat episode.
0: <laughs> yes, that was so much fun. Yeah,
2: talk about, um, like, right on the nose. My God.
0: Yeah. So, Ryan, speaking of that, you recently interviewed the actor who plays Reggie something. I forgot his Husky. name. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Brian Husky. Yeah. So, you know, after the episode aired, I just was like in stitches, as I'm sure you guys were with his work. On the episode it was just so good oh, oh my god it was unbelievable to see him like implanted into these old episodes that we hold so dear to our hearts it was like my favorite part i was like <laughs> so funny. on the couch yelling at the tv like spitting popcorn <laughs> out like i was watching the Super. Bowl. so cute <laughs> so i immediately i'm not kidding you right after the episode i got on twitter I found him, and I tweeted to him. I'm like, I'm never going to hear from him. Um, like an hour later, the dude per- like DMs me on Twitter. He's like, I love podcasting. Let's do this.
0: Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. he was so inviting. We did it the next morning, and... Like wow, how much time do you have for me? He's like, whatever you need, let's do it. So,
0: oh wow, okay, that's awesome. I didn't know that part about it. That's awesome. So cool. Cool. That kind of happened with us and Dean Haglund too. I just approached him on Facebook, and he was like, "Let's do it." I know you've you've interviewed Dean Haglund
1: too.
2: All right, so I have to. Oh, okay, story. Yeah, confession time. The only reason I interviewed Dean Haglund is because of you guys. Oh.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Do <laughs>
2: you are you are both trendsetters and I was riding your coattails. I'm like, wow, this dude was like so accommodated and like this is so cool. I'm gonna do a little copying here and uh I made sure to Why cover different not? stuff. I, I covered different stuff um, I'm there.
1: As long as there's more Dean Haglund in the universe, I will never be upset. Same,
0: yeah. That's amazing. Like, go and find that episode, you guys. I admit, I that is one of yours that I haven't listened to, and I will have to do that.
2: Same with you guys. Yeah, it, it, I yeah. I loved like I love getting like a local perspective because he's kind of from where you guys are from, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. he grew up in yeah. Vancouver. Right, Vancouver. right, and he went to the university that we, yeah. that I go to and where I work, and that, that Carolyn went, went to.
2: Went to. <laughs> right, right, and he yeah. he always has these connections with people like with me it was he lived in la for a while so he he now comes back from australia and gives these tours of all these old theaters in la which is really cool because i walk by these theaters every day and now they're like a men's warehouse or an urban outfitters and so sad but he'll come and give you the history of these things and as like a a movie buff and a screenwriter like that's a dream come true for me so next time he's here i'm going on a personal tour with him so there you go the guy's a gentleman through and through
1: that is awesome yeah just we got so lucky with this fandom like yeah everybody involved with this fandom is amazing
0: and i will say like uh so my partner has a uh podcast on buffy the vampire slayer and it's harder to reach people in that you know universe like you know actors in that not fandom but in that show mm-hmm. it's harder to reach them it's harder to get them to you know sign on with you to do an interview or, or whatever and they they haven't really done it because wow it's just been maybe i, I don't know why yeah i have no idea why
2: i do wonder you know the, buffy was a, a much later than the x-files i'm correct in that right i'm trying to think about my
0: it started a few th- few years later, but then right. oh, the okay. bulk of the X-Files and the bulk of Buffy were on simultaneously. And it's actually kind of fun because in Buffy, they'll make comments about the X-Files, x-files doesn't really
2: make comments <laughs> <laughs> that reminds uh, me a lot of how in the fight the future movie they literally piss on an independent Day poster when an independent yes! Day, they're like fawning over the x-files chris carter's right? like nope i don't give a crap about ID." that
0: is one of my favorite things in fight the future i always oh, pointed right. out like especially if i'm watching with somebody who's never seen it i'm like look what they're doing <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember the 90s? It totally.
0: <laughs> yep. 90s moment. All
3: right.
1: Uh, this 90s moment is a 90s moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a very
0: profound song.
1: Yes. I always, I every time I'm like, dancing
2: over here. mm
0: bop doop I can't do it as well as they can, obviously. <laughs> Carolyn like, is looking or are, or at me like, like, what where, are where you doing?
2: Going? They got paid a lot to do that, so don't worry about it.
0: And they're still around. Yeah, I know. Like, what? It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they only got better with age, like, let me just say.
2: Yeah, like I agree line.
1: with that.
0: Yeah. They don't look like little girls anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm not there's Nothing
1: out. wrong with being a little
0: girl.
2: I'm not gonna no, there, know, is, like not, there I, is not. I remember when that first music video came out and I was like, wow, that lead singer's kinda cute. And then I realized it was a guy many years later. So
0: oh. three brothers. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Well, that's not really the way I swing, but oh well.
2: <laughs> I, I would say that was, you know, fifteen year old Ryan's first uh, you know <laughs> his first perception of his sexuality right there.
0: There. Like, all right. <laughs> door's wow. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's going in the description. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. I could safely <laughs> that, say that'll I've really get people to listen to the any
2: podcast before. So that's an exclusive. But-
0: <laughs> Listeners are going to get a little bit more than they bargained for. This no kidding. I feel (laughs) special that you admitted that on our podcast. (laughs) Wait, and your podcast?
2: Yeah, our our podcast, (laughs) the The great hour. Yes.
0: Shall we get started? I think we should.
1: Okay,
2: let's do it.
0: Do you want to read a description?
1: Today we are going to be talking about Ghoulie, Season Eleven Episode Five. I have a description for you.
0: That means we're halfway through.
1: (gasps) Don't say it's not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't remind me. No. When a pair of teenage girls attack one another, each believing the other to be a monster, (laughs) Mulder and Scully find that their investigation could possibly lead back to their long-lost son, William. And it does. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, really. it does. (laughs) So um, I don't know what to start talking about. In this episode but the whole ghoulie thing can we yeah. talk about the name first and then like get into that a little bit yes please so this is a, a episode just predicated on legends and mm-hmm. what's real what's not real and the people's perceptions
0: and was it last week that we had memory
1: memory mm-hmm.
5: and
0: this week it's perceptions yeah oh Whoa. i'm sorry i
1: forgot what to do one thing written and directed by james wong the Great
0: Wong. I felt that something was missing y- until you said that. That's it.
1: That was the thing I was missing. Yes. So yeah. So this character Ghoulie uh, has a life on the internet,
0: like in the show or not in the show. Because in the show. In the they show. They actually there is a Ghoulie dot That's, that's which what I was. Wanna, yeah,
1: that's what I wanted to get into for um, that and the whole Slenderman connection in a moment.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, what? I didn't know you were going there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Twists and turns. I only want you to see what I want you to see. Okay, Vanessa? Mm. Girl. Nice
2: reference. Are you ghouly? Nice reference.
1: Are you ghouly? No. I'm for reals, yo. (laughs) That's just that that's what she says to them. Are you ghouly? Are you (laughs) ghouly? I I say this to everybody now, and they're like, excuse me, you're in a CVS right now. (laughs) Please just take your prescription and leave. Um, Okay. Uh, yeah, so there was a. Did you check out the website, Ryan? Yeah, so I had no oh, idea that great. they
2: created that website. First of all, I thought that was like an actual urban legend, like Slenderman. So I think a
0: few people did, like a few people thought that it was at least, or somebody was in the in the fandom. Uh, yeah, right, or something.
2: hook line and sinker. Mm-hmm. I fell for it.
0: Yeah, so amazing. Um, so uh, for those of you,
1: for those listeners who don't know, there is a website called Goo- that's on guli dot net, and it basically. Has like it's like a modern urban legend site. It has like drawings of this ghouly character, and it has like a whole list where people can write down what they've seen. There are legit like screenshots from other X Files episodes in there. Are there really? I did not. Yes. Notice that. So like, there's this whole this whole this one called "Sighting in a Lab," which is a picture for more of the copper <laughs> <laughs> d-
0: I'm like, yeah. well, I think you can actually. Can people put in their own? I think you can submit things to because, it Because, like, yeah, whoever yeah. put this on was
1: hilarious,
0: and I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so amazing. So funny, right? What? So people have been, like, really looking Getting into at this, the backgrounds of episodes and stuff. That's so good. And there's probably, like, fan art on here, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like,
1: the, which is what I love about this is, like, it's so The X-Files. Yeah. Because in the beginning, like X when that internet was in its infancy. Yes. When X Files P X Files with a PH. Yes. Went went onto the internet to like talk to other fans. And Chris Carter trolled those sites
2: mm-hmm. and
1: got he some sure ideas did. for the story. So this is kind of one of those rip from the headlines, ripped from the internet kind of stories. So I love it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's the X-Files always did that so well of listening to their fans. And we know, you know, Dean Hagelin mentions it and even Carter that they made episodes directly from fan suggestions. So that's so cool. And I'm glad they're still doing that.
1: It's great. Like, especially in these days when the internet is so ubiquitous. Oh Yeah. Like, other, other TV shows, like, you know, can't ignore it. So I'm glad they started that. Other TV uh, shows can't ignore the internet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you know? Totally.
0: Um, I can't ignore it either. (laughs) It's like in my
1: face 24-7. Constantly.
0: (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like the only time I'm like not on the internet, I swear, is when I'm in bed. Like I use it for work. I use it to drive places. It's ridiculous.
2: Speaking of that, I I have to ask you guys a question. Is it still weird for you to see Mulder with like a smartphone or like on the internet? Yeah. Oh God, I just can't get used to it.
1: I'm like, he's. Every texting. time he says dark
0: net, I'm like. Dark <laughs>
2: net? Oh my God.
0: What? I can't really take uh-huh. it seriously. I the like like
2: dark net. Yeah.
0: Such a grandpa. <laughs> okay. I will say, though, like, some people have been like, oh, you know, he's getting old. And I'm like, yeah, of course he's aged. But, like, there were a couple. Uh, shots in this episode where he didn't look that much different than young Mulder. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, I really feel like I'm being kind of propelled back in time sometimes. Like, it's
1: pretty cool. Well, I do love how they, like, just were like, okay, Mulder, what if Mulder, you know, really did age and is really talking like this? And it's like, yeah, that's what he would be like. That's what he would be like. So, like, I enjoy that. Yeah. I like that they didn't try to make him too, like, you know, technology forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that would
0: have been not 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 keeping with his character at all. He's never been a Langley... It's true. So (laughs) why would you suddenly make him one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So can we talk about a little real life connection here with the Slenderman
0: killings? Yeah. Yeah. So the killings that happened in real life. Yeah. It's creepy, right? It's creepy and sad. Yeah, for sure. Ryan, do you know anything about this? Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I'd, I'd been following the Slenderman thing for a while. I remember I was in New York and I was... I I'm I'm primarily a playwright that's like where my my heart truly is and um I was in a a play reading festival where one of my horror plays was getting done and there was a play about horror this play wow. horror plays it's a thing if you can believe it
1: that's I'm, awesome so I'm I'm here everything for it. you're saying like don't stop talking okay okay
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you guys were in New York like a month couple months ago I had my my play about Jack the Ripper was going on there anyways moving on oh my
1: gosh amazing <laughs> shameless yeah, okay. plugs
2: yeah we'll um, be
1: there for the West Coast opening in Vancouver that's right it's like it's gonna be here right well, it's gonna transcontinental
2: (laughs) wink wink if you know any theater companies you let me know but yeah (laughs) there was like a short five minute play about this tall faceless man that was following these children around and it terrified me i had no idea that this was an online urban legend i thought this playwright had completely made this up in his own head so then i started doing all this research online and seeing all the like kind of blurry photos i'm like wait a second is this like a real phenomenon and then the more i learned about creepypasta and like went down that rabbit hole i was like whoa and then when this documentary when when the the killings the actual killings with these young girls happened right then and there i'm like all right this is a moment in time where the internet you know as it has many times before has directly impacted people and caused death. So, I mean, it's terrifying to think about that.
0: It's terrifying to think about the fact that the internet almost like reaches out to us yes. in those ways. Like, you know, or or the urban legends that are on the internet reach out from the internet towards us. Like, sometimes there's this, you know, there's there's been an ethical discussion about this for a while now, like what is real, what is not? Like are kids going to Think that some things are real that they see on the internet, but they're not really, you know, fake news. Um. Yeah,
1: I actually just saw an uh, article about a um, high school, and I think it was in New York where they had a class on fake news, like how oh, to really? spot fake news. Mm-hmm. Good, like what is a real source? Like I, I am so happy to tell hear my that. students all the time. Like Wikipedia is okay to look at, but don't you dare quote that. Yeah,
0: yeah. right so carolyn tell us a little bit about these killings that ryan just mentioned
1: oh yeah well he pretty much got it there was two there was a 16 year old girl and another girl who attacked a 12 year old
2: i believe so yeah
1: yeah i think she was younger yeah she i yeah um and i just hear that the trial just finished oh um, did it mm-hmm. yeah that
0: happened a few years ago though didn't it the trial finished in december
2: oh yeah wow. it was, yeah it'd it been like going on for a while yeah, yeah yeah
0: i guess trials can like they can be kind of drawn out sometimes yeah
1: she um the 16 year old um received 25 years in a psychiatric institution
0: well that's yeah good <laughs> yeah honestly
1: i mean super hard to believe that
2: yeah. Right, and they made a documentary about it where they chronicle, like, the parents' lives after this all happened, and it was heartbreaking. Oh, I bet. You know, because everyone, of course, blames the parents for not being there, for neglecting the children, and causing this to happen and that's a, a huge can of worms we don't want to open right now but like
0: no I think it's pretty unfair though I think it's, yeah. safe, it's pretty unfair because and like, it's, it's more complicated than that
2: exactly exactly so it, this is just such a just a tragic thing and you know here we see it now entering into the X-Files so.
0: well the X-Files has always been pretty timely with yeah. uh, sort of the things going on in the world yep. at the time of their production
1: do you want, I do want to get into what Williams' like mindset was when he mm-hmm. yeah. set these events into motion. Maybe she, we could get back to that when we start talking about him later in the episode. Totally. But yeah, so the this episode opens up, I guess, on this on the girls going to you know find each other and attack Ghoulie. They both think they're looking for Ghoulie. We don't know what they're doing at the time. Which is, X Files cold opens are like the best cold opens oh, ever. Yeah. And every other TV show that want like should take a note from their playbook. Like their cold opens are so good. I think a lot of TV shows have tried. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Keep trying. No, I'm just
5: kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Cause it's so good because it just opens up in a creepy location. Two people you don't know why they're there. Da- they're doing something totally out of the ordinary. Like, how do you not like want to just watch the whole show
0: after that? Seriously. Like I can't. I, I can't. Ryan, you've done screenwriting, is that right? Yep. As well as playwriting? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel about that technique?
2: Yeah, so I mean, this one was a little, I, I will admit, a little different from a lot of X-Files in terms of like. The cold open has very little to do what plays out with the rest of the episode, which is kind of rare for X-Files. Usually the cold open is like our thrust into the world of what we're going to now see. Yes, it tied Mm -hmm. into it a lot intrinsically, but Ghoulie, the actual monster, as I'm sure we'll get into, uh, really was not a big part of all this. Uh, I I thought this was going to be our first monster of the week of this season, and it it kind of was kind of wasn't but uh I, you are correct in that the x-files above any other show they know how to that hook you know whether yeah. it's a movie a tv show or a play like you got to get people within the first 5 minutes or they are tuning out and they're gone so they they knew how to do that week after week after week and i'm and so one jealous one of the
0: best ones in my opinion is fight the future
2: yeah, yeah.
0: oh my gosh that is like i mean If that doesn't hook you into that movie, I don't know what would. You mean the caveman? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, with
0: the kid. I mean, yeah, the caveman is one thing, but like when. (laughs) <laughs> ah. Give me the give me some
1: sweet caveman footage any day of the week. No, no, my no. name is Vanessa.
0: No no no. When the kid actually ends no, no. up When getting... the
1: kid falls down then yeah. like he looks up and his eyes turn black and you're like oh
0: my God! Yeah. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, that's what I mostly meant. Not that scream but... into your ear there. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan. This is me in the movie theater. This oh
1: my oh yeah,
2: absolutely. No, I yeah, I, I mean... feel like I'm in the room with you guys. This is awesome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh. that's good. I hope... Actually, we've had people tell us that that's what it feels like when they listen to our podcast, which is really fun. It like, should
2: be. That's what a podcast is. If it wasn't, yeah. it would be broadcasting, and that's boring. True. Though <laughs> <The laughs>
0: broadcasting has its own, you know... Oh, yeah. ...its own place and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Shout out to CBC. <laughs> <laughs> I love them.
1: Yeah, it's true. NPR. There are some CBC
0: shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NPR, totally. There are some CBC shows that they only play on the radio, and NPR shows, too, that they only play on the radio that could be podcasts like they're just yeah yeah. good stuff can listen to them anytime anyway so yeah anyway
1: what's uh should we get into the actual episode episode this they tricked us into having a mythology episode by using this great cold open yeah
0: well yeah and there's been mythology throughout almost all of these episodes so far i mean in this maybe there wasn't so much and in lost art of forehead sweat there wasn't a ton of mythology either
1: I still don't even know how much of that is true or not true.
2: (laughs) That episode could have, you know, they could have put it anywhere, I think, in this season.
0: True, true.
1: Yeah,
2: that's very true. And that's the best thing about Darren Morgan episodes. You know, it doesn't matter. Just just drop it in, parachute it in wherever you want. Big ratings and a lot of uh, (laughs) controversy and you're good to go.
0: It's true. At the same time, we've talked about the fact that Darren Morgan probably knows at least Mulder and Scully better than anybody except for chris carter oh yeah yeah for sure so even though he doesn't really write mythology heavy episodes he still like really knows what's up
1: yeah Yeah. I'd say the morgan brothers and
0: of course mr wong or like yeah anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) so what was it what were we saying so we have uh my struggle three which is obviously mythology uh, this didn't really have much though (laughs) well or it's that episode that (laughs) doesn't exist yeah like okay (laughs) it's like the
1: hypothetical future episode
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I hey, don't know. No, you're yeah. right. Here. No But comment. then we had, we had this, and that. <laughs> that's fair. Wise. <laughs> this didn't really have very much mythology, and then what was number three? Plus, plus one plus was number one. three? Yeah. Okay, so there we get a little bit more into the mythology. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The mythology
1: of shipping. I mean, no. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> no, other yes, things mythology. as
0: well.
2: <laughs> so what? I watched that episode. I was back home in New York during plus one, and I watched that episode with my parents, and <laughs> at the end of the episode... I'm, like, sitting there. Okay, I'm 33. Like, I shouldn't get embarrassed when, like, sex scenes come on TV. But I'm with my parents, and I'm like, do it! Do it! Open the door! Open the door! That is the best oh. thing I've heard all day. It was amazing. Yeah. my parents. Are, were your, like, par-
1: Are your parents' files? Do they watch sex files?
2: So they... I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was younger because it was too oh. scary. And yeah, we've
0: heard that from other people too. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it definitely- was just me and Carolyn who, you know, went behind our parents'
1: backs. Yeah, and, okay.
2: yeah,
0: my yeah. And my mom found out about it later. She's not happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but when my like huge obsession with UFOs started, they were like, "All right, maybe we need somewhere for him to focus that energy. Let's just <laughs> let's let him watch this show and live in this fantasy world for a little Ryan, while." Ryan, can I
0: ask you something? Absolutely. Okay, so when I was like 13 and was starting to watch The (laughs) X-Files, I got really into 311, the band, Mm -hmm. because they had that, one album where they like it's like the alien on the front or whatever yeah 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 and like do you know what i'm talking about
2: yeah the the alien head the big yep with the big yeah scissors. and then
0: there's a picture of them like in the little booklet because you know cds for yeah. those listening who don't know what a cd is <laughs> cds would come with you know like cd albums would come with little like booklets of pictures and lyrics and stuff anyway and there was a picture of them where they had like eye makeup to make them look like alien eyes mm-hmm okay I was hoping that maybe you would be like yeah I was totally into that oh god I love 311
2: for okay good yeah I mean there were so many bands like that's the other big thing once the X-Files hit pop culture like everyone tried to get on the alien train like every band was using (laughs) uh, like alien imagery or like computers were now had you know aliens on them every commercial had UFOs in them it really exploded in the early 90s when that's true X-Files came around but yeah that that album i remember it distinctly i owned it and uh i definitely okay, put good. that now image up on my wall so yeah because
0: <laughs> i went through i mean i still find it fascinating but i went through a phase where i was really fascinated with ufos and so that was about the same time that i was watching x-files and stuff so
2: yep yep it, it, it's funny how those things run in tandem and it's yet to leave my life so i don't see that happening anytime soon
1: So that would be your X-Files story is that you were into UFOs and your parents then let you watch the X-Files.
2: Yeah. So I I had, okay, so another another confessional time. I had a UFO sighting when I was uh, 12, when I was 12 years old.
1: Right. I was actually, I actually had a note to ask you about that. Is this a good time to talk about that, Vanessa? Sure. Yes. Since we're talking about like, we're talking about Ghoulie, we're talking about like, what we've seen and what we people want us to see. I would love to hear this story.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you guys are cool with it, I don't want to get too off track, but um, yeah.
1: Are you kidding? We
0: you've live
2: heard in Tangentville. The, uh, you've
0: heard this podcast.
1: I,
2: <laughs> you know what? That's true. What, this is the perfect podcast for that. <laughs>
0: Thank you. We're yeah. taking that as a compliment. Yes.
2: <laughs> you should.
0: Definitely. <laughs> yes. We're giving each other high fives over the table.
2: <laughs> so yeah, when I was 12 years old, I had a uh, UFO sighting in upstate New York over a body of water. It was a triangular form formation uh i I did not see like a craft like machinery but it was like distinctly three white lights in a triangular formation and I couldn't see anything behind it like stars or the moon or anything. So huh. I was terrified. It, it made no noise. And I start screaming for my dad to come out and look at this thing. And he actually does. He runs out and he sees the tail end of it as it's going over the water and heading towards the uh, the Canadian border, actually. And um,
0: even the aliens were like, nah, we're not going to stay down in that uh, players, We're coming to Canada. Yeah,
2: let's go to Canada. <laughs> let's go get some free health care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, let's get some patine. <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. So your dad saw it too?
2: Yeah. So we saw the tail end of it and he was like, oh, it's just a plane, whatever. But I like I'd seen this thing directly over my head and it was silent. It made no noise. It like I never know how to describe this, but it like vibrated my body. Whatever the hell that means, I could feel, like, my organs, like, just shaking. Maybe I was, like, just adrenaline or whatever. But it, like, whatever that thing was, it was, like physiologically affecting me so wow i don't know i i still don't know what to make of it and i have no idea what it was maybe it was a plane maybe it was like some top secret thing i I don't know but it definitely like sent me on a path to take out books on ufos and like inquire with people if they'd ever seen anything and i was 12 at the time so i'm like going around like i'm working for the the newspaper and like what did you see what did you see and then the (laughs) x-files happened and i was like i was Sold. as soon as i saw you know the ufo in the opening theme i was sold and i'm like i gotta watch this yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome so did you feel kind of like a kindred connection or something with the women in the um what is their group called the ones the group of women that are getting abducted all the time <sighs> it's on the tip of my tongue
2: oh oh gosh
0: mufon mufon yeah.
2: oh mufon no, yes yeah. so,
0: that's no
2: that's um, an actual thing yeah no,
0: yeah that's the one that max Fennig... <laughs> Right, right 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 NICAP.
2: NICAP. Yeah, Max was part of NICAP, which is an actual organization. Okay, see, Ryan well, knows. He knows. Yeah. L-
0: we'll just defer to him. Oh, defer yeah. To
2: I got you on these ones. Mufon is okay, real good. as well. The women are part of a group. They're based off an actual group that's called uh, uh Starworks, which is uh, an oh. actual group, a support group that meet and claim that they've all been abducted by aliens. I've met with these people. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen People of Earth, the comedy show on TBS. So, Brian Husky. Sorry, we don't
1: get that channel here. No, we oh, don't. Oh, okay.
2: I know. Heartbreak. That's <laughs> so Heartbreak. It's such a good show. I'll, I'll send it to you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Ill- <laughs> illegally. Um, we can put it into the show notes.
0: We can yeah. put a link to it somewhere.
2: So, yeah, it's a show about alien abductees. So they actually went out and, like, spoke to these people and used it as research for this show. So pretty Aww. interesting. So
0: Speaking yeah. of which, have you seen Dean Haglund's The Truth Is Out There documentary?
2: Absolutely. Yep, yep. Ugh,
0: um, I still haven't seen it, and I really want to see it.
2: It's great. He actually I've inter- been thinking was, about uh,
0: doing a bonus episode of it. So, mm-hmm. Ryan, if you want to
2: <laughs> hey. do a bonus episode. You, you know where to find me. <laughs> yep. Awesome. As long as it's got X-Files in it, I am good.
0: Anyway, sorry, you were talking about the group of women.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Back to the group of women. No, I, you know, I've met with a lot of these people. And honestly, guys, I don't know what to make of all of it. Like if these people are actually experiencing alien abductions, but they firmly believe they are. And you know what? The way I look at it in any of like this stuff that the X-Files covers or that I cover in real life, I wasn't there. I wasn't there when it happened. So I'm not going to tell them that it didn't happen. I'm just going to, you know, relay their stories the best I can and try to make some sense out of it. So that's kind of where I stand on all of this, the esoteric, the paranormal, the the ufological. And that goes for the show as well.
1: I would just say that's my like favorite thing about like your 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 book and your show is you just it's not about like it, it is kind of it is about what happened, but it's more about like the person who it happened to and how it affected them because at the end of the day that's the most important part.
2: I think so. I think so. And I think it says a lot about us as humans and sort of, you know, maybe they're looking for aliens or UFOs, but I always sort of envision it as putting a mirror back on themselves, like whatever they perceive Mm -hmm. it as that says a lot about them as an individual. Some people take it as a religious experience, some as a, uh, you know, something completely different. So it's interesting. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And I, and I'm so happy that the X-Files came around and covered these topics. It made it cool. Like, it made it cool to be a UFO researcher, know,
0: <laughs> right? And like, you're never gonna know exactly what somebody's experience is because you didn't live it and you're not them. So the most you can do is just give them like a platform and give them the space to, you know, talk about their experiences and in whatever way they they need to, right? So
2: absolutely, give them a voice, yeah. and that's sometimes that's all the closure these people need for whatever they're dealing with, just to mm-hmm. get it out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyways, wow, I feel like woo, <laughs> I have I have added to your tangent, Bill, by tenfold. It's
0: great. We love it. Um, we wouldn't this, have it any other way. <laughs> this might actually be a good time to talk about Edgar Casey because we're
2: talking
1: yeah, about paranormal talk stuff. About Ed- Perfect. Ed- which I'm just going to come out here and say that um, when I was looking him up, his name is not spelled how you would ever think that it would be.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't it Uh, Edgar and then c-a-y-c-e or something yeah, like that. yeah c-a-y-c-e yeah like, huh, and i only know this because my mom likes to follow the trends of different uh new agey things mm-hmm. and so she i think even has did he write books did you find that in your i think he she might have a couple of his books no way yeah
1: wow that i is love my
0: mom pretty connection. sure he has yeah grin yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: We all love our moms. You're not special. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> this is true.
1: I was, we all love your mom. Listen to our Christmas. Oh my episode god, listen to our Christmas ago. episode
0: from however long ago that was. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. is your okay. mom in it? Yeah,
1: we we, we, we we recorded all of our moms. Yeah, Actually, my mom is so. How confused. did I miss
2: that one?
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty far back. I realized um, in April it's going to be our third birthday wow. of this podcast.
2: Oh. We're three
0: years old. I think we have to do a birthday episode. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. So Ed- Edgar Casey, very interesting character. Tell uh, us all about yes. him. Yes, I mean, obvi- I mean, you obviously might know. I actually don't know that much about okay. him.
2: Good. I just know my mom had a couple books or tapes or something. Good.
1: Have you heard about him before? right
2: yes yeah I've, i mean his quotes sort of uh, are all over the ufo quote-unquote community and the paranormal um but i never i've never really looked into his actual work i've just heard these quotes and been like oh that sounds awesome i'm gonna use that for something so
1: <laughs> so okay so Mulder mentions him in the 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 podcast. he the, does sorry yes. the episode he doesn't have a podcast yeah, so <laughs> unfortunately i would listen to that <laughs> hell yeah uh, yes So um, Mulder mentions him because he is – so he was this person who lived from 1877 to 1945. He's part of the the beginning of the the spiritualist movement in the United States where Mm -hmm. people were thinking about the afterlife and trying to find answers. And he was – When was
0: that? Like late 1800s? Late 1800s, early
1: 1900s is when it got really big. That's when um, people would go from – city to city and uh, do seances and try to talk to dead relatives. And um, there's a lot of people during this era who are really famous for that. Most of whom have been (laughs) um, shown to be frauds.
0: Mm -hmm. True.
1: I don't know so much about this guy, though, whether or not I don't. Because let me let me tell you a little bit more. Okay, Okay, please. So he's like Mulder says in the episode, he got the nickname, the sleeping prophet. Apparently, he would go into a trance and that's where he would get all his Information and what he would do is he would give a lot of prophecies about the world to come. And what's crazy is that a lot of them kind of are came true.
0: What mm. I know, right?
1: Let me tell you about a few of them. Yes,
0: please. Yeah, you so, should see the look I'm giving Carolyn right now. <laughs> I, I, I
1: can got feel chills. it on my face. Yeah. Apparently, he he prophesied a stock market crash in 1925. Oh my God, like he, the Great Depression. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he, he basically foresaw, I want to say Black Friday, but it was actually Black Thursday, right? I don't know. The crash of the stock market in 1929. <laughs> and he told a 26-year-old physician that he would soon find himself in process, should have a great deal of money, but he should exercise caution, especially in the face of adverse forces that will come in 1929. Whoa. Yeah. So and then in March, six months before the stock market crashed, he gave a warning to a stockbroker that there would be a great
0: disturbance in financial circles, which is like, okay, I'm sure there are some people who have given those kinds of for sure, you know, predictions or whatever, and then just hoped that they would be true.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing you like we like we've talked. We've talked before. We talked a lot about this a lot when we did our our little side tangent about the Lone Gunman. Yep. It's easy to find patterns after the fact. Yep. Also, he apparently (laughs) perceived World War II. (coughs) What?
5: (laughs) Excuse me. Yes. In
1: 1935, he warned a freight agent of catastrophic events that were building in the international community. I'm sorry. I should have. I'll give you my source here. This is a website called EdgarCasey.org. Edgar, Edgar yeah, because, Casey's seven prophecies that came true
0: because there's still like books being published. Yes, and, like, there's, yeah. There's a
1: whole website. In fact, there's a whole sign up for their newsletter, ha, and there it's you go. Quor- a quarterly magazine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you get and you oh, you also also get a personalized
2: astrology chart. oh Hey, that's
1: hey. pretty cool. yay
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, your guy's yes. birthday is coming up, so I'm just saying, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want for your birthday <laughs>
0: all i want for my birthday all i want for my birthday is an astrology reading <laughs> Ooh, baby.
1: yeah so i'll just tell you some of the other ones uh he also oh goodness he <laughs> i'm sorry this one's kind of he s- prophesied that there would be a shift in poles oh that the earth's uh
0: earth's cycle would shift and like the, the magnetic poles the magnetic would
1: switch. Magnetic poles would switch. Yeah.
0: See, that's interesting because the jury apparently is kind of I know. out on that one because like some people say, "Oh, if it happened, it would be catastrophic. Like the world would basically like end." Mm-hmm. And then other people are like, "Yeah, we wouldn't even notice it." Like mm-hmm. I don't know who's right, yeah. but I've read both things.
1: Well, he said that it would <laughs> so happen. So it could have happened. And some people, including a PBS show, said that it he, that it actually did happen. So Yeah, I mean, maybe it happened and we didn't realize it. That's what the article is quoting. Yeah. Okay.
2: We have like yeah. earthquakes in LA every like 10 minutes. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, whatever, the poles shifted. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <you> know? <laughs> yeah. I'll just blame everything on the pole shift. Yeah. Right. I can't come to work today. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the pole shifted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can't even leave my bed. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I like that excuse. I'm going to use that one too. Also, prophesize that about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh. What is that? What do you mean he prophesized? about He prophesized. he described the people who wrote them, Oh, the Essenes, who were a very little-known sect at that time because they hadn't found the Dead Sea Scrolls yet. Right. Which the Dead Sea Scrolls have all those extra biblical texts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. since this guy was Christian, he was, like, way into That's that. That's right. He was
0: a Christian, like – Mystic? mystic
1: christian yeah. mystic yeah, yeah yeah who i was like what what's the right word oh uh, what is uh what does scully say in the episode she says about oh he believed atlantis they were
0: really into atlantis right
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, my mom might have a book on that too go hey, on hey
1: i atlantis could be a thing <laughs> i wouldn't
0: be surprised Surprise. anyway, so yeah that
1: uh, that seems to me a little weird that he thought that he knew about these people so he
0: basically was like there are these people who wrote these scrolls and then they found them after he had talked about it yeah okay wow um, that's, that's
2: interesting because that's like not a that's clearly not a after the fact sort of thing you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah I mean I mean a lot of these you could just like well he said something like this oh we could you know connect it to anything that's that true one, yeah, maybe, mm. that one maybe not, though. Yeah. He also said that he saw that blood would be more important with using it to tell stuff about people, mm. since your blood uses a dynastic tool. Oh, I see what you, you know, mean. Back I was then like, they didn't test what? people's blood for anything. Right. They didn't
0: know about how to look at your blood and find right, information right, right. about you. right. But, he like said, the fact that they look at my blood and go, you have low iron <laughs> yeah. they
1: look at my blood and be like, how come you ain't dead yet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Here's a quote. The day may yet arrive when one may take a drop of blood and diagnose the condition of any physical body.
0: What? Wow. Okay. That's pretty weird. I didn't actually know that. Like, wow. Like, I'm willing to believe or like, you know, entertain the idea that this that prophecies could be true or that, you know, there's somebody who's sort of linked into God more right. closely. I mean, that's what Jesus is said to have been, is, you know, just right? linked more closely to God in some way. So I'm like, I'm willing to, you know, entertain that idea. And then when you hear things like that, it's like, hmm, well, maybe. So maybe yeah. this is a good connection to start talking
1: about hypnagogia. yeah. So yeah. that's this, that what Scully was talking about at the beginning of the episode.
4: Sounds like sleep paralysis. REM Atonia, did you hear a hissing or, or a buzzing? Did you feel an electric current running through your body? No, it was different, Mulder. I mean, after the, the initial jolt of fear, I, I felt compelled to follow the dark figure.
1: And I don't know if you know anything about this. I do not. I was going to look it up, and then I didn't have a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> it... Full disclosure. <laughs> hey, that's why you got me. That's why I'm here. Yay.
2: You're, our, you're um, a resident Scully this episode.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Aw. You're the researcher of the group. I'm a medical doctor.
2: Yes. To quote Scully.
1: I was going to say. <laughs> I'm a
0: medical doctor. I'm not a medical doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> I play one on this podcast.
1: I play a lot of things on this podcast. <laughs> True. Um. So hypnagogia is, I, I give you a little, there's a whole website called hypnagogia.com dot com or whatever uh <laughs> peer-reviewed peer-reviewed no that's not but that's not the website i'm going <laughs> to tell you about the one, the one i'm going to tell you about is better okay. and apparently there's this thing called hypnagogic pop which is like it's- Music.
0: music genre
2: yeah, yeah like 311 there you go
1: oh yeah well oh. <laughs> it's also hey. it's it's like chill wave or glow fi i don't yeah. know if you Oh okay
0: yes yeah I so i've heard that. it's nice to fall asleep too because it just like lulls you into this oh, i listen oh, to that kind of thing when i'm yeah. like working on a blog post or something at work because it just gets me really focused if you want
1: to listen to music that could easily double as party music or going to sleep music there's simpsons chill wave it's on yeah
0: it's it's like the simpsons
1: the simpsons so they they (laughs) take simpsons i love the simpsons they take (laughs) clips from the simpsons and they turn into music videos slash music and it is freaking amazing and i i need to like i'll link to it in the description so because because i don't remember who makes it but it is really good that's awesome (laughs) wow there is everything out there There there's everything out there okay (laughs) So um, this is just a Huffington Post article about it. Um, yeah, it's whatever, about right. how the state between sleep and wakefulness is the key to creativity, blah, blah, blah. But it's telling me about all these people who used to do this. Who
0: used to? Who
1: used to go into a trance to get ideas or oh. be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like Salvador Dali, apparently, used to take, hold a key and then like, kind of go to sleep. And then as soon as he would fall asleep, he would drop the key and then it would wake him up. And then he, he would be able to retain all those ideas from when he was like in between sleep and wakefulness. Not surprised.
2: Wow. That Yeah. That's that was Looking at win.
1: his. Yeah. Looking at all his pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Mary Shelley apparently got her idea for Frankenstein by she woke up and she just had it. And she's like, you know, when you wake up and you have a really great idea, yeah. and you have to write it down right away. I um, love that book
0: right so good so creepy too yeah
1: yeah um
0: also, a very interesting coming of age story or a very different sort of coming of age story um
1: apparently Edison also did this he would take two like um, metal balls and he'd put them in his hand okay. and he would hold on to them and then when he fell asleep he would drop them and they'd wake him up and then he would because like write things down right away mm-hmm. yes that was the creative time between like when he was between when he was awake and when he was just falling asleep, that's when all those ideas and those trance-like thoughts would come to him.
0: I feel like this is something I should be doing. I mean, right? Yeah, really. (laughs) Because, like, I wake up from, you know, a a night of sleeping but dreaming, and I know I dreamt something, but I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, I know. Sometimes I wake up and I've, like, had, like, a dream that's so vivid, I'm like, I'm going to write this down and otherwise cuz you bet- like the more and more awake you get the more and more you lose it totally
2: mm. yeah i remember uh i think it was mitch hedberg the late comedian who said like he would you know he would fall asleep and have these incredible you know jokes come into his head while he was asleep and he'd wake up and his first inclination was to like get up and go write it down but he was so lazy that he would convince himself that the joke wasn't funny <laughs> Oh, Oh my gosh. It's almost like the opposite of that. Yeah. Interesting. You know, this is interesting because I... The only way I've heard of this this whole thing is a lot of people who claim to have been abducted by aliens they say that you know they were paralyzed and they saw this figure in their room right. and they were taken aboard a craft or you know communicated with some dark figure so i always so i like, always almost saw this like
0: they're having night terrors yes
2: yes exactly you know sleep paralysis or night terrors yeah. and that's in or, or in this state this hypnagogic is that how you, i guess yeah. you pronounce it yeah like that's the only way i ever heard of it not as like a tool for artists or you know free thinkers it's very fascinating to hear this side of it
0: and it's definitely a thing in this episode i actually noticed um when i re-watched uh yesterday actually that um there's a the part where scully is lying in sort of the waiting room yeah and she is on a couch and there's like kind of like a, like a coffee table type of table and it's glass, and you can see her reflection in the glass. But she's moving on the couch, but the reflection isn't moving. Whoa! And actually, to be honest, it's somebody. It was somebody on Tumblr who actually pointed that out the first time. But then I like kind of thought about it, and I was like, okay, what could this be saying? Like, is there a deeper meaning to this? And um, yeah, apparently it was an intentional. It was intentional. Sorry. And um, it's, it. If you look at the picture, like if you take a still of it, it looks like she is a perfect it's a perfect symmetrical picture so you know it's like if you were to fold that image in half like together it would be perfectly symmetrical so i thought that was really interesting so it was kind of like maybe there wasn't really much meaning to it but just sort of a nod towards this idea of like ah this this in-between state or this like what is real what's a dream like well, so
1: what? Her reflection is not moving because she's not really moving. She's just sleeping. She's well. Dreaming? She's
0: moving on the couch. You can see her kind of like twitching in her sleep. Right. But the reflection, she's not moving. Oh. And so I think wow. it's kind of just like a an intentional. There's something intentional there. Hmm. I'm just not sure what it is. Yeah, so. I
2: didn't I catch that. I watched it twice, and I think this is one of those episodes where you have to watch it more than once. There yeah. is no way you can digest this one. There's so much be below the there's surface.
0: So much, and like we haven't even gotten to some things like we, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
2: i know wow that's okay I,
1: I mean sorry about this we've been
0: do you have anything else
1: about no that? like that's that not... no okay let's stop talking let's stop sleeping <laughs> let's start waking
0: up <laughs> very nice so ryan yes Tell me what you thought about William slash Jackson.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, like you guys, season nine was kind of a blur to me. So, like, the entire William storyline kind of passed me by. And I didn't really think about it, you know. And then in season 10, we got, uh, was it... Ah, what? Not home. Was it home again? Where we got like that—that like fantasy life that Mulder saw with his son. Right, remember what episode? Yeah, but like Mulder envisioned this perfect life with his son, like playing baseball with him, and this and that. And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I guess I should go back and learn about William again." But then this season, like we we heard that William was going to be an integral part of it and we mm-hmm. were waiting to see how they were going to bring him into the x-files and back into Mulder and scully's life and i thought this was pretty interesting and definitely not the way i thought it was gonna go for sure I, I don't know what to make of him so first we did mention these two women these two girls in the beginning they end up you know slicing and dicing one another and then we find out that it's because of vander kemp is that was his, his pseudonym Jackson, yeah.
0: Jackson Vandercamp. Vandercamp.
2: Yeah, who turns he was, out to be William.
0: He was adopted by the Vandercamps, and that's right. something that we found out in season whenever Scully gives him up for adoption, isn't it? Like, we found that out quite yeah. well.
1: well. in that episode, the, My Struggle 3, didn't Crychek come and tell her? Or, sorry, <laughs> not Jeffrey Krychek's Spender.
2: Spender. I wish Crychek. Crychek. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: was> <laughs> Me Grab too. Him. I mean, they brought, they brought CSM back, but they didn't bring Crychek back. Come on. come on. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> ryan you and i just said that at the exact same time I love it. <laughs> that little one-armed wonder seriously but like but i thought that that was something that actually was known earlier on in the series as well mm-hmm. um maybe scully forgot or maybe scully never found out but somebody else did i can't remember the details but...
1: well yeah because when they say vanderkamp she's like oh yeah
0: she doesn't realize no she realizes
1: yeah. oh she remembers yeah okay. then when she yeah. go to the house she's like i don't need, i'm freaking out right now Right, and then she gets in the car and drives, and then no, silly. she says, I'm going to feel like I'm falling off the ledge. She doesn't say, man, I'm freaking out. <laughs> this is, freaking this out, is so man. weird, dude. <laughs> you don't know what to do anymore. It's <laughs> trippy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, I, I, I thought it was an interesting way to introduce William to us, but at the same time, I was kind of really turned off by the fact that this dude is, like, a player. Horrible. Like, from the start. <laughs> I was, I, I like, watching this going,
0: it. okay, look, you're young. You're, like, 17 or whatever. Yeah. And, like... <clears throat> actually, I think it is. I think he is 17. Because um, I think he is born in the year 2000 anyway yeah whatever it doesn't matter um and he's like doing this you know he's like seeing the two girls and i'm like okay look you're young you don't understand like the the greater world or whatever there are some people who do non-monogamy not like this yeah i mean you do not know what you're doing is it because he was like
1: <laughs> he's like Mulder's son I don't believe the CSM is telling the truth. <laughs> I don't. Either. Right,
2: right.
0: I'm I'm pretty sure that's not going to be actually a thing, but
1: that's just
2: <laughs> It better literally. not be.
0: Or maybe that's wistful thinking, I don't know. But
2: yeah, but like- anyway yeah, I, I was like, oh, this kid's a douche. And then, like, I, I started was. to kind of reflect on, like, what I was like at 17. And I'm like, you know what? I did not see, you know, the forest beyond the trees at that point. I, I wasn't thinking about, like, how this would affect the two girls or, like, how this would affect anyone. I was the center of the universe when I was 17. Right. And I'm like, okay, if I had these superpowers and I was able to make people perceive things, like, maybe that'd be fun. But, like, the fact that he did this... This elaborate prank on two people that he supposedly cared about, knowing full well that something like really bad could happen, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I care about him. I-, I don't know. So
0: wait, are you saying that I'm not the center of the universe? I mean, I would take that back. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh wait. But I'm the center. Of you. No, I am. Yeah, we're gonna have like a little like a, teenager cat
1: fight. No, ladies,
2: ladies. <laughs> but I him love nice him. He down. loves
1: me. He's
0: uh-huh. mine.
1: Yeah. So you're. So wait a minute. Let me let me wrap up everything you're saying, Ryan. You're saying hate him. Wouldn't want to date him.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Like he does say later when he meets some, he's like, "Oh, I never meant for you guys to stab each other." But you're like, "Dude, I mean, what did, did you, you expect?" Though? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "You're gonna you're gonna go see a monster." Like you know, arm yourself.
2: Even not, like, going on that abandoned chimera ship, like, th- anything could happen. Yeah. They could have fallen through. They could have drowned. Like, come on, dude. It's true. Wouldn't, I mean, damn. that's
0: where the kids go to smoke weed, so. Apparently, she yeah. says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, is not probably very far from the truth. Like, kids do stupid things like go into the forest or onto a weird rusting ship oh yeah
1: i mean i grew up in a rural area not much to do yeah (laughs) but are we going to talk about the fact that the ship is called a chimera yeah if you want to yeah, Ryan, you wanna you wanna helm this conversation? Helm this conversation. Helm
2: it. Oh, I like the that. Good job. Good job <laughs> with that one. It's sink or swim now. Right.
0: Oh, that was a good one. Oh, I
2: just threw up in my mouth a little. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, this um, this was pretty cool. The ship was called Chimera, which was a reference to a season seven episode um, of that name, which was mm-hmm. from what I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't remember the episode that clearly, but it had a lot to do with, I think, like a mother, wasn't it? Do you guys remember at all? I don't no. remember this one very well.
1: Oh, this one.
2: Oh, yeah. This one. Yeah. The the okay. like, housewife or something.
1: Yes. And then um, there's it's like it's like they're, it's attacked by a monster they can't see. Oh, yeah. And they think that it's somebody who's killing someone else. There's a bird. yeah Yeah. there is all the birds are dying in this one
0: no i think the birds are attacking people aren't they no that's the movie called the (laughs) bird but like uh wikipedia says right here oh the police dig up martha's body with claw marks all over her face just saying Right. yeah
2: and they think it was a raven or something yeah 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 so it looks like i mean the episode sort of centered around like white suburban existence and kind of (laughs) like the undertones of that world which i could sort of see reflecting in this episode with like the idea of uh creepypasta and these girls like online and like they have nothing better to do than create this fantasy world around ghoulie so maybe that's why they chose chimera as the name of the ship Uh, i don't know if we're getting too deep but we do know that they love making references to episodes in this that's true but i
0: mean maybe it could also just be a reference to the legendary creature chimera
1: yeah that That has all those many different parts that are sewed together so the story has all these different parts that are kind of sewn together because like
0: doesn't the chimera have like different like its its body parts are from different animals yeah right right. so that could be part of it too i don't know yeah yeah Yeah. not sure what to read about like how to read into that text it's Mm -hmm. deep for sure deep like the sea that the kyberra floats on love right. it yeah that was a shallow it was kind of a shallow bay so it was kind of what do you think that was um I, think what, I thought it was in north vancouver yeah probably yeah they did a lot of north van filming oh the waves the waves <laughs> where um Mulder keeps getting called bob which we should talk about briefly oh yeah but um that's a uh Sorry, that coffee shop is a Waves in North Vancouver. Oh,
2: around yeah. Vancouver. Oh, cool. It's, Vancouver. it's an actual place.
0: It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't say the name of the coffee shop in right. the in the All show, right. but um and I'm gonna I just ask- happened to know it was filmed at a Waves oh, in North hey. Vancouver. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that that's where that was filmed. (laughs) That's all. And, um, Jackson Vanderkamp's house is, like, such a Vancouver, like, Kitsilano, Mm -hmm. like, $2 million house. Come on.
2: Oh, God.
0: I guess they're supposed to be in Virginia, I think, but...
2: Like yeah, again, it's interesting also. too. Like when when William was put up for adoption and whatnot, we we thought like we're gonna see a very like down out of his luck sort of teenager, super like dark and and twisted. And he kind of is, obviously, because of you know what he's going through. But he lives with these amazing supportive parents who you know are really taking care of him. So it's interesting to see you know, what the future kind of held for him and where he is at right now in his life. And, you know, that yeah. Mulder and Scully are now coming into it and all this is going down. I, I, I do I wonder. I have two
0: thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. First of all, that bedroom... Has planets and baseball stuff.
1: Yes. How could
0: that not be Mulder's son? Come on. I'm not the only person who has pointed this out, but like, I just want to say it.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's digging then, up like top secret FBI or government files. Come on. Right. I know. Come he on. has
1: a secret hidden computer because yeah. obviously this
0: is all genetics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right.
0: All that stuff is no top here. <laughs> no. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, <sighs> Scully's monologue. To yeah. William, when so he's in the morgue,
1: in a season that has been a like, his and this one in the last season too, really delved into the I like motherhood. What does it mean to be a mother all the time? Yeah, like he likes talking about <laughs> that, and so Scully's been seeped in that for a while. Yeah, but yeah. now she's face to face with her son, and she doesn't even get shocked him because he's quote unquote dead.
0: Right, mm-hmm. and I I think we should play a clip here of the monologue.
4: I don't know if you are who I think you might be. But if you are, William, this is what I'd say I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I didn't get a chance to know you, or you get a chance to know me, or your father. I gave you up for adoption not because I didn't want you or because you were any less loved I was trying to keep you safe I hope you know that and maybe maybe I should have had the courage to stand by you But I thought I was being strong because it was the hardest thing I've ever done. To let go and to know that I was going to miss your whole life. But it turns out that this is the hardest thing. To see the outcome. How I failed you. I need you to know that I never forgot you. And I thought I felt even recently that we were gonna somehow be reunited. I wish I could have been there to ease your pain oh my god this is so inadequate i'm just so sorry i'm so sorry
0: and that's so tragic because he was awake and he heard everything that she said right. and then he sees the girls in the hospital later and he's like oh there was this woman like she like talked to me i don't know i think she might be my birth mother or something like he completely brushes (laughs) it off and i was like that is so 17 year old boy (laughs) i don't know maybe it was probably the most important moment of my life who knows yeah (laughs) but then i mean we get it later on in the episode when you see him on the security camera like (laughs) footage and you see that it's him and he says, you know, I really, I wish I could have known you. Like you seem like a really good person, or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh my god, like Scully and Mulder like standing there, and Mulder has his hand oh, on her yeah. shoulder, and she's like crying and smiling at the same time. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. But um, it's just really interesting. Like he kind of brushes that whole monologue off, but then maybe, maybe he did really hear it, and maybe he did feel something from it. You kind of see later in the episode. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's his his power of like distorting people's perception. I think we're going to see a lot more of what he's actually capable of, I feel, in like probably the last episode, maybe. Kinda, uh, yeah, he's coming back. I'm um, sure. Edgar cayce in this one. I think that's what we're going to see.
0: Oh, Ooh. I hope you're not in a trance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really feeling your mystical presence here.
2: Yeah, I'm holding a key in my hand and two metal balls in the other. <laughs> so Don't I'm fall asleep. Dr- I know, I know. But yeah, oh, I'm interested to see like what other... Abilities he has, but the fact that, like, throughout the episode, it's kind of he's trying to learn more about his mother, not. His father, which I think is pretty interesting, and Mulder as well, just kind of seems like he wants nothing to do with it. And he, I noticed that. You know what I mean? Like he, he cares about Scully. That's it. And I love that. Like they're soulmates. He looks out for her first and foremost. He always has. But uh, I find it interesting. We
0: love how excited you are about this right now. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Wait,
1: what's the S word you just used?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he was talking about William and Scully.
2: Right? No, Mulder and Scully are soulmates. You're talking
0: about Mulder and Scully.
2: Yeah. Soulmates. Soulmates. Yeah.
0: Soulmates. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about soulmates, not in the sense of like romantic, but like, you know, not uh, at some, all. Pe- some people think that like, you know, no, they're, like, their bond is deeper, Scully and, yeah. and Williams, because they're,
1: you know, mother and son.
0: Well, something that I found interesting too, kind of like on from another angle, is that he, because he doesn't have any interaction really with Mulder, he only has interaction with Scully, is that the writers. Or, you know, Chris Carter or whoever trying to tell us subtly that Mulder is not his father.
2: Right. And I I remember reading uh, in an interview with James Wong that he didn't know about the cigarette smoking man thing when he wrote this episode.
0: Okay, but that doesn't mean that things weren't changed later.
2: Uh, Right. Yes, that's that's very true. But yeah, but
1: also like if he was Mulder's quote unquote brother, like they might have somewhere.
2: Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah.
1: I know, That's I a even, good point, but I can't but even. I can't even. I can't even do
2: it. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even
1: right now. Yeah.
0: I just know. No, because no, that just is so wrong. When long. will we be rid
1: of the cigarettes? We'll
2: <laughs> I think I'm
1: sorry, I
0: mean, William B. Davis. We love you,
2: but we love you, amazing actor. Yeah,
1: <laughs> if, you, if you could just mufasa it for the next couple of episodes, that's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: come
1: mufasa back, come it. back in a cloud, but like, don't really be around. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> love it. <laughs> I almost like jumped out of my seat when William was about to get up and confront Mulder and Scully. I was like, oh my god, yes, finally, finally, finally. I know, and it didn't happen. He like they shapeshifted. shifted, really switched it. Switched oh, that. god, yeah. that was such an amazing. They're there were some just some images and you know small moments in this episode that i think like are the pinnacle of the entire series like the the monologue by scully uh god that last moment of seeing him on the camera and like yep. just that look of like resolution and closure for scully in some ways like it ain't over by a long shot but like just to know he's still there and that he reached out to her like, God, I can't even imagine as a mother, like what that must have meant meant to her. Uh.
0: Yeah. At the same time, like both times that I watched this episode, I got to the end of the episode and I just was like, where do we go from here? Like I felt kind of, I felt hopeful, but I also just felt kind of like empty in a weird way. I can't really describe it. It was kind of like, I just don't, know where we go from here.
2: I think a big part of that, at least personally, is that we're going to inevitably end with a Chris Carter episode, at least with this season. Yeah. God knows if it's ever going to continue after that. But like, knowing... Impending that we have to see my struggle for. We're like, come, <laughs> maybe why? that's what I was feeling
0: right there, right? You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> Just this emptiness of like, we're gonna get some sort of wrap up by Chris Carter yeah. and these my struggle episodes don't go over well. They never have. Yeah. So it's like, we're getting this beautiful writing by Wong and Morgan and uh, we have to end with the mythology and uh, I don't know. I, di- I, I know what you mean. Like, it was a beautiful episode, but again, it all seems a little rushed. Yes, we get 10 episodes this time, but I still feel like that's not enough for the stakes that they're trying to do.
0: At least it doesn't feel as rushed as season 10 did. Season not 10 at- was ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's still pretty rushed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's my time. I mean, it used to know. be
0: that we would get twenty plus episodes in a season yeah, of and the X Files, and they would drag it out. Yeah, they would. Sometimes <laughs> it was like three episodes from Crytek's
1: arm to finally fall off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we're cutting it. Oh, we're still cutting it. I know. And we're then finally, continued. yeah, really. And then finally, he's got the fake hand with the <laughs> TV. <tea little bag. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> finally, I'm excited to see where this is all going to end up, even if we have to end with a Chris Carter episode. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of like. Uh, what's gonna happen well yeah because i'm scared
2: at this point we we know like the next one is an origin story for skinner but then we know nothing about what's coming after that so that's exciting
0: yeah there's one episode on imdb that has a name um it's kitten which is uh the skinner episode Mm -hmm. which is episode six right so then there's one more episode that we don't know the name of and then i think it's episode eight is called ah shoot i'll have to look it up Mm -hmm. um just going to look on imdb real quick but anyway so episode eight has a title and then um nine and ten don't have titles yet i think mm. so let me see here um yeah so episode eight is nothing lasts forever mm. and there's a little picture here on imdb and it's Mulder and scully in front of stained glass <gasps> stained glass oh my goodness but scully's hair is short <gasps> Whoa! like it's cut to above her shoulders
2: What is she doing? Or
0: is it a weird flashback to something we never saw before?
2: Right, right.
0: But I mean, how could they do that? I'm sorry. Mulder looks aged.
1: (laughs) 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 Sorry, David Duchovny. Well, you know, they can do wonders with um, CGI
0: these days. That's very true. And it is 2018 and not 1993, so they might actually be able to do something that looks halfway decent. It is, not
1: 1993.
2: (laughs) I mean, if we could put Carrie Fisher into a movie now, I think they can pretty much do anything. And Disney owns Fox now, so there you go.
1: (gasps) (laughs) Only parts of Fox, though.
2: Only
0: parts of Fox. Which is too bad, because I kind of wanted them to take Fox News. But anyway.
1: Uh, i don't yeah. know if her hair is really cut i think that you
0: i think she might just be at a weird angle no because then i saw oh that's right another picture of her where okay. she and david duchovny are like sitting there and they're being interviewed or something and she has short hair it's like okay. a short red haired wig
1: nothing lasts forever is what it's mm. called like her hair like her
0: hair <laughs> that's ginger a good angel. angel
1: i hope that this isn't like the sequel to milagro
0: <laughs> oh god <laughs>
1: Which one was that? The one where
0: they sp- she spent the whole episode in the church. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Kind
0: of looking forward to podcasting that one though. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah
1: the guy who's in that episode like grew up with a friend of mine
2: i do wonder like for you guys there must be so many like small you know seven what is it like things of separation living in vancouver (laughs) like yeah yeah. we know a portion most of the series was shot there and a lot of the actors it's so obvious they're (laughs) you know by their accents where they're from
0: i would really like to get the girl who played one of the Girls in this episode, the blonde one, shoot, I'm forgetting her name. I think it might be Madeline Albert or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it would be so fun to get her on the podcast. I'll have to see if I can find her agent or somebody. Yeah. So
1: I'm really excited for the future. There's one thing we didn't talk about yet. Bob. Oh, what about Bob? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say the, the
0: project that. Um, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Project Crossroads.
1: There you go. Project Crossroads.
0: Have we heard about Project Crossroads before in the X Files? I don't.
1: I don't know. Supposedly.
0: Well, I mean, I mean like, like did we they know. Use that name before. Right. We know that Scully was abducted and that, like, like apparently this is the project that made her and William have alien and human DNA. Right. Allah, uh,
1: thanks to Smoking Man.
0: Yeah
2: yeah that's interesting because like it kind of came out of nowhere and I thought it was interesting that Skinner was the one to tell Mulder about it like I don't know what to make of Skinner yet and I think that's again the brilliance of the writing of his character we never know whether to trust him or not but the fact that like he divulged Project Crossroads to Mulder in this episode was pretty interesting and it kind of came out of left field too you know this, Mm -hmm. this eugenics project that they'd been working on for so long and you know and then at the end of this episode which i thought was weird is that supposedly scully thought that the guy in charge of the project was the dude she was talking to at the gas station i'm like come on skull you're right. just gonna out of nowhere ask this guy at a gas station were you in charge of this top secret government project to, like
0: i know she's like are you dr matsumoto or whatever yeah. and he's like, no i didn't even finish high school which by the way if he if that's william which it is he hasn't finished high school exactly he's not lying yeah um, <laughs> but i'm sorry but yeah then if he's like oh yeah that's me why do you ask oh you're that doctor for blah 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 like she keeps on seeing, and she
1: keeps on seeing him random places. Right.
0: Well, that's another crazy thing about the fact that he makes himself look like that pickup artist. It's right. like, okay, he's got a pickup artist book in his room. He's a player who has two girlfriends. Come on, William. Just yeah. come on. Like... What kind of a player are you? What kind of an adult are you going to be? I just, blah. yeah, I don't, He's... I
2: just don't see a, a good future for William at all. Oh, I, I don't see how ha- this can't end happy. It can't. It I don't can't. feel like it will either.
1: His real dad's not the cigarette smoking man, it's Morris Fletcher.
0: No,
2: <laughs> oh, I refuse. No. <laughs> you refuse that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, les oh Lebanese. I thought no. What does he say? Oh, lesbian. I thought you said Lebanese, or maybe <laughs> okay. it's the other way around. In the lone gunman. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Lebanese. I thought you said lesbian. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. So yeah,
1: so Dr. Masumoto he burned all the files to protect the subjects, and then he disappeared, and everyone's trying to track them down. What episode
0: was that? Was that did he- did they talk about this in that in this episode, or did that happen uh, in the past? Didn't uh, they talk about that in this episode? Maybe they did.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what kind of what Skinner was getting at with Mulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But we haven't seen that happen in the past. No. It's it's really crazy because I'm watching this like as an audience member and going, you know, okay, I thought we always knew that Scully had alien DNA and whatever and i thought we always knew some things about william but i'm forgetting which characters know what about
2: the story right Right. and i think that's where the show has always kind of suffered like there's so much convoluted things that we we forget about because it's spoken of in like one line and never again
1: plus it was like 17 years ago and when the show ended yeah everything that
0: we learned on season eight and nine yeah (laughs) nobody remembers I don't no. uh, it's it's just really hard to keep it all straight and that's something we've been saying since we even started this podcast and when Amanda was on the podcast with us she was like I don't know what's going on poor Amanda poor Amanda <laughs> we're like don't ask questions
1: we have the benefit of hindsight
0: oh <laughs> uh, man yep this is a crazy episode
2: yeah I, I you know overall I loved it just to get that out there like I thought it was really good writing it it was a great character exploration for Scully and uh you know, I look forward to seeing what happens with William.
0: Totally agree, 100%. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there's good stuff on the horizon. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, I don't know, because, like, I don't know if William's going to have a good ending. I hope so, but I don't know if he will. There's,
1: like, this instinct in me going,
0: What if the X-Files
1: goes on to season 12 and they just follow William around?
0: Or what if William and Gibson actually were friends? Like we've talked phrase. about. Oh my god! Aww.
2: Yeah, it's now like that's
0: someone they need to bring back. <laughs> you should have Jeff Golka on your on your podcast. He's fun. Yeah. He's
2: is he good. really? Yeah. yeah.
0: He's a he's good guy. So much fun. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have him on again sometime.
2: Cool. How old is he now?
0: Uh, he's our age.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah he's about. He's in his, his thirties. I would tr- think.
1: His, we like talked to him like before his thirty, like the day before his 30s. Oh yeah, birthday. that's right. He's like I'm going out for my birthday. We're like.
0: Ah, oh, so yeah, awesome. yeah, it's so cool. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: he's super approachable and really nice. Cool. Anyway, okay, so we've been going on for quite a while. I think wow, yeah. I think everything that I wanted to say I've said except yeah. for Bob. We haven't really Bob. talked let's about just, Bob, but let's just talk
1: about Bob. What about Bob? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Bob is the name of a certain part of Mulder's anatomy. That the fandom has given it ever since the Red Speedo. Oh, but I'm a late is this from bloomer. The dark net. I'm a late bloomer to the <laughs> X Files internet fandom, so I had no idea about this until Lindsay, our friend, told me.
2: Oh, that and is I was hilarious. Like, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, I see, I thought Bob was that weird dude that keeps popping up in the background of every episode. You know, like that photo of him in the oh, the
0: the uh, the guy in the like that that shows up in the lone gunman picture, nah. in, like secretly or whatever, like that sort of Easter egg, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: right. But no, now I'm learning right now that it's actually Mulder's package. Awesome, awesome. Apparently. Well,
0: okay then. I do have to say, like you were saying earlier, Ryan, that this is basically a love letter to the fans this whole season so far. And that's another thing where they took something from the fandom and they were like, we got to put this in here. (laughs) And then there was um, the fajitas thing when they were in the diner, uh, which is a, you know, reference to a fanfic that apparently is very racy. Oh my gosh. My Lanta.
1: (laughs) And he said, "This fandom just keeps you get the smelling and salts and the fans, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: The fandom that just keeps on giving, just is that keeps on said. giving. Yeah, <laughs> very generous. Yeah. I know, and and." The X-Files creators are like, huh, we could do something with that. Thanks for doing our work for us. Yep.
2: And I'm sure you guys have talked about this, too. Like the fact that in, was it my struggle, the, the beginning of this season, you know, that voice going backwards was actually Chris Carter's like saying thank you to all the fans and everything.
0: I heard uh, yeah. a rumor that it might have been Jillian. <gasps>
2: oh. Because it's hard cool. to
0: tell. If you listen to it, it's obviously been kind of auto-tuned or whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's backwards so yeah. it's not gonna sound so but
1: yeah it's just it is like a little
0: yeah something out there for the fans totally
2: i love yeah. it yeah
1: yeah we love it too i don't think i've had this much fun podcasting in a long time ryan thank you so much for oh, doing this that's crossover nice. <laughs> <laughs> i said that staring at vanessa in her eyes yeah. plus all of our
0: lovely guests we've had on i'm just kidding
2: yeah. No. This has been awesome. Like I, I, like I said, I talk UFOs every single week. But then to talk about the show that kept me going and searching for the actual truth that's out there, like I, I, I love it. And to find people as passionate as I am about the X Files, that's something I hold very dear to my heart. The the XPH files were still out <laughs> there. We're alive, and we totally. will f- we will follow this show. You know, till the very bit. And and it was such a pleasure and honor to do this with you guys.
0: Yeah, it was awesome having you on as well, like in our little crossover here. Um, just out of curiosity, because like there are other X Files podcasts out there, what other X Files podcasts do you like?
2: Uh yeah. So I I I was pretty late to the podcasting game until I started my own. So I started, you know, seeing too, what else actually. was out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't start this podcast. Let's be fair. Yes, since
1: I started this <laughs> podcast, Ooh, I'm getting <laughs> well, the it origin is, story. It is like. true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what else do I? I I listen to Kumail Nanjiani's. Obviously, um, yes. love 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 that one. Uh, I wish he was still doing it it kind of just fell right. off right. i
0: don't think he has time he's a little yeah, busy yeah. yeah
2: he had to Which get is all great good he for had to him. get all big and everything on us whatever i know nah. <laughs> he seems like an awesome dude um shout
0: out to the big sick so the good. big sick
2: oh god incredible i listened to the x cast obviously a amazing community of x Fox. nice yeah. yes And you guys, I think that's it. If you you have any recs on what I should be listening to to continue my obsession, please, please, please. I have
0: one. You should listen to Gin and Topics. OK, Um, they're a relatively new podcast. They're two lovely women who have been X-Files fans also forever. And they're really like good at reading sort of the text of the episodes and really getting into like the the how do I want to say this? Like the literary kind of aspect of it. Mm. Um, They're very like they critique really, really well. And I just find them really awesome. So anybody like you should all go check them out. They're so good.
2: See, that's yeah. great. I, I love hearing like that. People are looking at this from all different all different ways, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've always sort of seen like the X Files as bigger than the show ever could be. You know, you could take a crypto feminism stance on it. You could take like like I do, like the actual
0: feminism. Whoa! Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, you could look at it like I do, of like the history and mythology behind UFOs, you know, and believers and that sort of subculture. So there's so many. different different ways to look at the show and i think that's the brilliance of it and uh you know no matter people's thoughts on how chris carter treats his women in his episodes sometimes <laughs> don't get me started um, me neither i i think he has you know he, he just wants everyone to be happy he i don't think he ever envisioned x-files being this big he's kind of like george lucas in star wars so like you will never please everyone but he's yeah. trying his hardest and just the fact that we get to see these characters again like <laughs> take my money i will keep walking <laughs> he i might be a lying. little
0: over uh in over his head sometimes a little bit that's why he has his team the yep. james wongs of the world and the darren and glenn morgans of the world for
2: <laughs> sure yes. <laughs> yeah. yes and, and the vince gilligans the vince gilligans absolutely i wish he'd come back but me too you know, take what we can get and please get us some more female writers please
0: uh well yeah, there is at least one episode coming up that has a female writing team. Good. So that's
2: awesome. Yeah, good. good, good. Then we're headed in the right direction. I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, I know you're new to this crossover,
1: Ryan. <laughs> Would you like to rate with us? <gasps>
2: yeah. Ooh, yeah. What okay. Yeah, let's do it.
1: We've kinda we were like being ridiculous with our ratings earlier in the season, but we could just do it out of ten if you'd like. Okay. And do you want us to go first?
2: Sure. Yeah. 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 I'll take your lead.
1: Okay. You want to go first? I don't. But now that you're (laughs) now you're putting you on the spot, I could try to go first. (laughs)
2: Pressure's on. You know,
1: I actually really like this episode for a lot of reasons, which
2: we talked about.
0: Um, (laughs) Let's talk about them some more. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Another hour, please. (laughs) Um,
2: Three-hour episode.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That is a thing on some podcasts.
1: Go on. I think I'm going to give this one a seven and a half. Okay, it's a pretty high rating for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, seven and a half out of ten. Uh, Greek mythology named seafaring vessels. Wow. Okay, if we were
0: still doing the volute thing, <laughs> I would get. You so many would pollutants. get the volute. I didn't. Me.
1: I didn't even go for handholding. Like that is <laughs> that is impressive. I'm I'm growing. What about
0: the hug in the morgue? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. My bread and butter. Right. <laughs> All right, who's next? Should I go next? Go ahead. Carolyn's looking at me like I'm I looking go at next. you expectantly. All right, I'm going to actually give it an eight out of ten. <gasps> what? I also very much enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I'm going to give it eight pickup artist books out of ten.
1: Oh, you mean the pickup artist books written by someone named Peter Wong? Oh, is that what the name was on yeah, there? Yeah, oh, like I fall back to... Some, maybe one of James' family members? Maybe.
2: That would be hilarious. That would be so
1: funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Those pickup artist books were hilarious. Yeah,
2: so good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Let's see. You know what? I think I'm going to go with an 8.5. Oh, the highest
0: rating yet. Increments th- of five this time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm giving the 0. 0.5 merely for... Scully's monologue and the last moment where Mulder puts his hand on her shoulder—I just like, oh, yeah. I melted inside just seeing that. Ugh, so
0: you're a... the one giving the shippy rating?
2: Apparently. When
0: did I become a shipper?
1: <laughs> I just—we did it. So I'm so proud right now. This baby
0: shipper here. I'm so proud.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, he's colors. growing up.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh. So eight out of ten, or eight and a half out of ten. What's
2: um eight out of ten eight out of ten snow globes
0: oh broken or not broken no whole. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: one's
1: broken
0: in half but the other ones are whole <laughs> yeah. eight, eight and a half eight and a half exactly yeah. that was very good yeah very fast thinking
2: i'll go with that yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well since we're wrapping up uh let's talk about where we can find where our listeners for f- both of these podcasts can find all of us if you are so inclined yes
2: yeah absolutely um i all of my work the podcast uh i write articles uh, i work for a few websites writing articles all about ufos and yeah yeah (laughs) um that can all be found at somewhereintheskies.com and you know podcasts all over itunes stitcher spotify what have you um so that's me guys how about you very cool.
1: Your can I just say your website is gorgeous. Like it's a it's great beautiful. website. Everybody go like, look. It is, yeah. Like it's so, I love it. It's so yeah. easy to navigate. It's a lot thank of exciting stuff. I can't in, wait to uh, explore. Thank yeah, Wee- explore some more.
2: Thank Weebly for that.
0: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> uh, not a sponsor of this podcast, but shout out anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if
1: you are interested in Vanessa and my podcast, not another XFL's podcast podcast, you can find us at not another X F Pod on everything, most of the things. Gmail. Dot com, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook.
0: Dot com, com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also on Patreon. Uh, do you have a Patreon, Ryan? I do. Oh my gosh,
2: thank you. I, yeah, I didn't plug think that. About that. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. For like just like you guys, you know, if you want bonus content, episodes, um one on one Skype sessions, I've got a ton of merch that I'm giving away. My Patreon is at patreon.com backslash somewhere skies. And I'm up to like twenty-five people now, which is more than I ever envisioned. So Awesome! Awesome! And that is right awesome. after this, Congratulations. I'm, thank you, thank you. It's been amazing. The support system uh, within the UFO community and beyond has been incredible. Uh, but I am going to become a Patreon of you guys very soon because I want to hear what else oh, you got to say. Fun. So where can I find that? <laughs> that was a very nice segue. Uh,
0: <laughs> you can find us on Patreon.com slash Not Another XF Pod, and Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N. Like patron with an E. I just always spell it out because people are like, how do you? What
1: is that word? Yeah.
0: (laughs) say <laughs> what
2: yeah I mean I think it's important that people know like we do this for the love and passion we have for these topics and it ain't you know it's free to consume but it's not always free to create so it any is help not is free to create that is very true yeah.
0: by the way I have actually some exciting news so if you listeners are ever wanting to start a podcast I have a Libsyn affiliate link now Oh yeah! So basically, go to oh uh, shoot! I should look this up. I'm pretty sure it's Lipson.com, and the promo code is Vanessa. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, because they were great. like all the other ideas I had, they didn't think they already existed. So mm. I'm like, can I just do my first name? They're like, sure. I'm like, really? There's no Vanessa yet? Okay, what? No Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's no Vanessa. Nope. There's only this Vanessa. <laughs> so uh, if I have that link wrong, I will put it in. The show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it's been real.
2: It has been real. Wow. <laughs> this has been great, guys. This navigated yeah. through this episode. You know, I, I, I love it. I loved it. I can't wait to see where we're headed next. Same here.